When hinges creak in dullest chambers, when mysterious sounds echo through the hall, whenever candlelights flicker, when the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present. Welcome, foolish gamers, to the Geekscape Podcast. I saw Wolf Among Us porn the other day and it bugged me. Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level seven. Super Smash of Thrones, Omega Ruby and Alpha Unity Edition. I am the uh, overmodulated intro, Shane O'Hare. And to my immediate rights, we have the very critical of my overmodulation, Derek Cranenveld. I feel like you always call everyone else illustrious or something nice, and then like I get I get flack for calling you out on your shit. Hey, you know what? That that's what you get. Everybody is super nice to me and um, you're not, so you hurt. You hurt me. I thought we were pony pals. <laughs> not yet. We haven't crossed that physical bond yet. Haven't crossed those streams. Crossed, crossed the swords. Um, <laughs> um, I guess sharing uh, the bed's not enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me. Um, there was those pictures of us cuddling. Uh, drunk, I don't, but... Which I don't remember, but I have. <laughs> I have it in calendar have form if you need it. Um, and those two other voices in the background of course are josh jackson everyone coming at you with a giant migraine so (laughs) making sure there's going to be a very exciting episode as i stumble over your name sorry about your migraine sorry about your migraine um best fix um more video games oh yeah i'm sure and then uh back there sounding a little horse uh a pony even uh juan carlos yeah, I I don't know where my voice went, but um, it's gone. So I've been doing the Haunted Mansion monologue in my car for the last three days. <laughs> can you can you, can you give us a little little demo right now? Uh, sure. It was like, it was like, when hinges creak in dullest chambers, when mysterious sounds echo through the hall, whenever <laughs> candlelights flicker, when the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present. Welcome foolish gamers to the geekscape podcast oh yes <laughs> i think i think we just found our intro yeah. that was priceless that might all have right been well, the sexiest thing that i've ever heard oh uh, well i have the weird my- boner right now <laughs> i have two boners how did that happen <laughs> that is a weird boner all right, um, let's get into it. We got news, and we got a lot of re- listener responses to our mission objective, and I want to cover it because they're all really, really good. So let's start first. <laughs> Fuck. First on the list, <laughs> Postal One, the gaming classic, is being remade on Linux. Um, the original team thought, "Hey, let's get back together and just do a HD remake of it," and it's coming out. On the Unreal Engine 4, and only on Linux. So about 15 people are going to be able to play it. <laughs> Did uh, any of you guys... I, I don't think oh. that they said only Linux. They just confirmed it for Linux. Um, well, I did I did get the, the press release from a Linux gaming website, so... That one site. Yeah. <laughs> See, in fact, Running With Scissors had a tweet that says PC, Mac, and Linux confirmed releases for now. Possibly more platforms to follow. Oh, I feel I feel like such a fool. So such basically fool. just the basically the Linux website only gave a shit that it was coming out on Linux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and all like 200 of their readers. <laughs> um, did anybody play Postal 1? Um, I I didn't play any of the Postal games. So I, I just know the controversy and the le- legend. Uh, oh, I saw no. the movie. Love the movie. Yeah, I got a t. The only thing that I have that's associated with Postal is a T-shirt that I got for said movie when it was coming out. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just throwing them out at E3 or something. I was like seven when Postal came out, so I never played it. Maybe they just thought that. Uh, maybe they just thought that hatred was kind of invading their territory and wanted to come back and remind everyone what what about. what what is hatred again? I, I keep seeing people fucking talking about it everywhere. <laughs> Didn't we talk about it on the show? Yeah, yeah, we did. It was that game, remember, where you're just like that super buff emo guy who just goes oh, around shooting civilians? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I remember. That was the first fucking episode, wasn't it? I believe so. Seven oh. whole weeks ago. Oh, my God. That's we like so, so young. How many so AAA young. titles have been released since then? 
oh, multiple God, Ubisoft games. Yeah. How many, and how many broken titles have come out in the last seven <laughs> Multiple, multiple Ubisoft, Ubisoft games. <laughs> <laughs> but in, oh. all their, in all their cinematic 30 frames per second. Oh, my <laughs> God. If, assuming he'd even hit that. Yeah. Um, probably not, knowing Ubisoft. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Postal 1 remade HD graphics. Cool. I feel like if we ever start start taking sponsorships, where uh, Ubisoft is definitely not going to be interested. <laughs> or, or when they start doing their like reimage campaign, they'll be like, "Look, we convinced the, the our biggest haters that we are awesome." Yeah. So, or, or the day where we're like, "We really love Ubisoft. You know, something's happened." Yeah. <laughs> you know we're getting paid. We could just tell Ubisoft that you know, well, how come they're not talking about? How come you guys aren't talking about our games? Oh, we we were originally, but we decided to push back your review nine months, and it's only <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's only going to be on one audio service. It's um, it's going to be like our code for like, hey, if I ever call you and say clam steak, that means I'm being held hostage. Clam so steak. that's clam steak. So if we ever start talking positive about Ubisoft, we're being held hostage with money. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that. Just know that they sent Sam Fisher after us, but we could probably escape since he'd be moving so slow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw actually, um, but to, to get on the like the the Unity hate train some more, I saw the the funniest thing on the Assassin's Creed subreddit, and basically the title was "You people don't know your your French history." And to paraphrase the body of the post, it was like. Um, Everybody naturally ran at 20 frames a second back in the 1700s, <laughs> um, and we we didn't we weren't able to achieve anything over 900 900p until the the Industrial Revolution. Like, come on, guys, learn your history. That's so, that's genius. <laughs> um, speaking of Ubisoft, um, like we would not talk about Ubisoft. Far Cry 4 is out, um, getting pretty positive reviews. Uh, everybody uh, uh, in my circle that's played it has enjoyed it. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but there was a very interesting alternate ending that you can get in the first 15 minutes. Um, I'm going to try to not get too spoilery. Um, basically, your main character is coming to this war-torn country to do something. And it is very kind of... Uh, it's fairly innocent. Um, and it gets wrapped up in the war. And... We all saw the, the the E3 trailer where his bus gets hijacked. Uh, well, right after that, um, in the trailer, he gets brought to the bad guys' like main headquarters and sat down at a dinner table with them. A um, bunch of shit happens, talking back and forth, and the main bad guy's like, hey, I need to step out for about 15 minutes. Uh, enjoy your dinner. I'll be back. And that is when the campaign starts. Uh, you, first time you get control of the character and you are theoretically supposed to go out on your adventure. Well, if you wait the 15 minutes, he comes back and he's like, hey, you're you're a great guy. Uh, thank you for waiting. Um, well, um, sorry that it took so long, but let's hop in the helicopter and take you to the place that you wanted to do that thing so you can do that thing and then we can go ride dirt bikes. And then the game is over. And yeah, uh, I thought that was really awesome. A uh, cute little like alternate um, ending that, you know, 90... Well, let's not get that tiny, but like 85% of gamers won't do. And I think it's awesome that you're put into the that that a situation of choice and either choice has a consequence. Too many times in games where it's like, hey, you stay here. And then you're supposed to go out, but staying there, you don't do anything. You're just in a room and nothing happens. Um, did any of you guys get to check out the video I linked in the show notes? Oh, no. I didn't want to spoil myself nope. too much, so I was trying to stay away. Mm. but mm. i mean you, that sounds really interesting though yeah yeah i mean if the fact that why isn't real life it, like that where i wait for 15 minutes and somebody invites me to go ride dirt bikes i would love that <laughs> in any situation i'm in line at ralph's hey I've i'm never sorry been, that you i've had never a, ridden a dirt bike yeah I, I me and derek we should be on the waiting list right away right, there you go well now's your chance did anyone ever consider that maybe it's getting such positive reception because people just played those 15 minutes and got to the dirt bikes and we're like, fuck yeah, dirt bikes, nine out of ten. <laughs> Sounds plausible. Dirt bikes, six out of six. IGN.com. Or or actually, would it be seven point eight? Yeah, seven point eight out of ten. Seven point eight. Do you wanna tell us what this seven point eight is all about, Josh? Oh yeah, fuck. Um so the uh it kind of became this overnight meme where IGN released their review for Pokemon um 
Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And um, they gave it a 7.8. And at the bottom of the bullet points where it gives the positives and negatives, it only had two negatives. And one of the two was too much water. <laughs> so like ever since then, it's like people have been saying like IGN confirmed to be Team Magma since like, <laughs> since like the pl- uh, since like Team Magma and the plot's trying to get rid of the ocean. And then there's like <laughs> people are like saying, oh, Call of Duty. They're taking the Call of Duty jokes now and saying, like, Call of Duty takes place on Earth. Earth is made up of 70% water. It's 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> and it's just blown up into this big, ridiculous thing where, I don't know. It's like when the original Ruby and Sapphire came out, people complained that there was too much surfing and everything. So it's not like it's a new complaint. I think it was just a really weird way to word it combined with the fact that people of course people just get really upset when there's a game that they're passionate about and it gets if it's less than a 9.5 they think it's a terrible score so like all those things combined it's just turned into this huge hilarious thing and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon so it's like like dead space 4 too much space definitely (laughs) too much space (laughs) that's what people are saying too it's like you know um ruby and sapphire takes place on an island of course it's gonna have a lot of water it's kind of like i don't know i could see it it. i could could see it either way but one way like regardless the meme's hilarious i've gotten a kick out of it the last couple days so dank meme dank meme yeah well i don't know uh we all i have my opinions on ign so we'll um save that for a different show critiquing of other gaming outlets um next on the list Nintendo celebrated their 125th birthday. Did everybody know they were that old? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I knew, but I didn't really think about it. I mean, they're just so omnipresent in my life at this point that it feels <laughs> like they've just always existed. Yeah, I totally did a uh, Nintendo like research project in like grade three. And so I totally knew that. Yep. All right. <laughs> that's my story. That's, that's, the, that's the most interesting thing I'm going to say today. <laughs> and that was that was when Yamauchi was still in charge, no? Yeah. Like, pretty much talking crap about everybody who didn't buy Nintendo games at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, my biggest... Yeah, well, it's just a... Well, it's also Nintendo Day. Be- oh, we got some latency, Dirk. It's also, uh, it's also Nintendo Day because it's a fucking huge day for Nintendo. So we got Super Smash Bros. for Wii U uh, releasing today, which uh, I've been playing for a couple weeks now, and it's insane, but we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, we've also got, of course, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire coming out, um, which I did not request a review code for, and they sent me one anyway. So uh, it's like, you know, I was like, I would, like to, I would like to have some. Oh, it's already redeemed, man. It's already redeemed. Fuck. But I was like, I'd like to have some time this holiday season, so I don't want to play Pokemon. And then they were like, here's your Pokemon. So uh, <laughs> uh, there's that. And then we. Why also- can't I hold all these Pokemons? <laughs> And then the first wave of Amiibos is also launching today. Well, Nintendo confirmed that plural Amiibo is still Amiibo. So uh, the first first wave of Amiibo is releasing today, which uh, we've talked about on almost every episode. And up until last episode, I was like, I don't care anymore. But then today I was like, holy crap, I need these. So uh, <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing tomorrow. But Never do heroin. <laughs> as long as it's not heroin, just stick with the Amiibos. <laughs> Um, well, staying on this, uh, Nintendo train, um, the hype train, uh, they, they changed their, um, uh, opinion on derivative works. And that is important, uh, for people like let's players. Um, maybe was it early this year or late last year? I can't remember. Um, Nintendo said was going to, uh, start just taking down gameplay videos of, uh, their their products. Uh, I think the first of it was um, Smash Bros. Um, for the Wii U. Uh, they were also doing DMCA takedowns on people that were playing the game because of like soundtracks. They they've been really shitty with Let's Players and Nintendo games. And then they publicly came out and said, "No, we're not going to let anybody you know make money off of our stuff. Uh, you know, go out and buy the fucking game." And it was kind of shitty. Well, they're allowing derivative works. So they're going to let Let's Players um, take ad revenue on their games. And I think that is a very, very um, uh, progressive thing for them to do because they're they seem like the most every once in a while you know they'll be the most stuffy like old school Japanese yesmen company ever. And I'm quite happy with this. I don't stream or let's play that often, but I think it's good for the people that do. Oh yeah, I mean at this point I don't remember where I read it, and I don't even know if it's necessarily true, but um, 
I was reading a stat somewhere saying that a lot of people are getting their gaming information more and more from Let's Plays and streams than they are from actual um, news outlets and that kind of thing. So, I mean, at this point, it's just a matter of trying to stay ahead of the curve. And if people want to stream Nintendo games and have this passion to share their gameplay with other people and other people actually want to watch it, it's if nothing else, it's free advertising for them. And at this point, if they're going to attach ad revenue to it and they get a piece of that, it's pretty much a win-win for everybody they let's players get to do what they want to do and nintendo gets to get the free advertisement with um getting a little bit of extra money on the back end so i mean it's about time that it's about time that they jumped on board with that now if we could get dedicated streaming on the wii u next that would be fantastic but i'm not holding my breath all right well uh moving on to the game of thrones uh there was a big old news uh, did we talk about it on this last show? We did talk we, about it, but we then did today talk about that trailer came out. Um, and the other day, a bunch of... Alright, fuck. Uh, we talked about it last week. The first press release came out. Uh, today, they had a uh, gameplay trailer. A couple days ago, they had a bunch of leaked screenshots. Um, you can find all those on, on the website, in the show notes. Which website um, is that? Uh, that is uh, critiquesforgeeks.com. Oh, no, sorry. Geekscape.net. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nerdist.com. Uh, yeah, Nerdist.com slash IGN. <laughs> fuck we're alienating so many people with saying these things um anyway uh you are i was i was worried that uh the the voiceovers in the game were going to be crummy um but because telltale the, sucks we didn't see any acting. characters talking on screen just a voice off-screen voiceover but now just now that i'm seeing everything in motion i'm even more more hyped for this can't fucking wait for it to come out it's a Telltale game. It's going to be fucking fantastic. Well, wasn't the Jurassic Park game kind of eh? Let's, uh, you know, everyone gets one. Cars 2 sucked, <laughs> but look at everything else Pixar did. Um, yeah, it does. Monsters, Monsters University. Did you see that movie? It was awesome. Oh, my God. Every you, second of it. You have terrible taste. Brave um, was, was god-awful. Brave was so good. I, what? Fuck that Brave movie. was so I hate good. That shit. Are you kidding? I what? Can't, okay, I can't right. stand that fucking movie. Okay, game, we are no longer a game review podcast. We are a, a Pixar review podcast. What are you fucking talking about, John? <laughs> just Pixar made every... it 10 out of 10. It, yeah, Brave. Too much water. No, no water in Brave. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Just the characters are awful. The story felt weird. I just couldn't get into it at all. I, I snuck into it after watching Magic Mike and I still felt cheated. <laughs> And Magic Mike was Magic Mike was fucking awful too, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I don't I don't know how I feel about this. The, Josh. Be, the, the best part about Magic Mike is that Kevin Nash was in it, standing in the background, kind of hobbling, while Just... all the young guys were actually trying to move around. That's uh, funny. I never saw Magic Mike, but uh, back to video games. <laughs> um... I don't even care about video games anymore. Yeah, let's talk about fucking Magic Mike. Magic Mike cast. <laughs> yeah. Seriously though, fuck that movie. It's like there's <laughs> like there's there's like no stripping. It's awful. It's oh, like, I thought you were back about Brave. Like, there's no oh. stripping in Brave. Why would you expect there's stripping? In Brave? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the mom does get naked when she turns into the bear. <sighs> okay. Anyway, we are so off track. <laughs> off track. We can't we can't even see the rails anymore. <laughs> um, anybody got opinions on? Were you guys all able to check out the trailer or any of the screenshots? Yeah, it looks uh, it looks great. It looks like yep. a, I'm just excited to see Telltale's take on this. Of course, Shane and myself, and I, I'm not sure about the you guys, but well, we know how good, great of a job they did with The Walking Dead, and uh, they did a phenomenal job adapting Fables for The Wolf Among Us. I cannot wait for to see more of that because that I, I actually felt like the first season of The Wolf Among Us was stronger than the second season of The Walking Dead, as good as that second season still was. But I, you know, I can't wait for. Game of Thrones. I can't wait for Borderlands. I'm not even a huge Borderlands guy, but and I, and in fact, I stopped watching Game of Thrones because uh, you know, it's a bit convoluted. But in any case, it's a Telltale game. I can't wait to play it. Mm, yeah. yeah, I, I can't um... wait to feel frustrated with the choices I have to make. <laughs> yeah, no, I really need to jump on board. I mean, I was saying last time how I own the entire first season of Walking Dead and never played it. The only one that I've played was like the Strong Bad games that the tail tail came oh, out with a few years ago oh oh yeah um fuck the cool, I, I never ga- cool game for attractive people i need to get those I yeah need to get those yeah um they're pretty fun. i did i did see um my very first wolf among us rule 34 um pictures and i don't know how i feel about it so <laughs> well, there you go so you, you did what that? 
I saw Wolf Among Us porn the other day, and it bugged me. Uh, I'm gonna hang up. Just let me. just let your <laughs> just let yourself feel however you want to feel. Let it come naturally. Man, we are losing everybody tonight. Ubisoft must be lying in the pockets of Microsoft to like cancel our our Skype connection right now. They're pissed. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, let's get to it. We're cruising up on the halfway point, and we got stuff to play uh, to talk about, I guess. Uh, man, we're just all over the place tonight. Um, I saw a trailer um, for a game called Photobomb. It is a very interesting concept, much like the, um, the Force Perspective game we talked about a few weeks ago. This game was made uh, part of a seven-day uh, first-person shooter gaming challenge. There's uh, a demo on the the on the website. Well, I'll put it in the show notes. Basically, what it is is that um, you're this character that has to find um, has to scrub through social media from the game world to figure out which one of these characters placed a bomb um, on a bench and blew a bunch of people up. Now the world is just all white. There's a big fountain in the middle. It's all white. Characters are all white. Buildings are all white whatever um but there's i think six people that could be the possible culprit and they're all different colors so what you got to do is scrub through a bunch of collected social media pictures like stand where like okay this picture was taken at this time in this location and then when you take the picture um if one of the possible culprits is in it they turn their color like red blue purple whatever and then you have to uh, just line it all up and find uh, who the culprit was, and then you can cast your decision. Um, I think it's a great concept. I would love to see uh, a company like Adult Swim pick this up and pump out more levels. And um, the background story to it was quite interesting. Um, it's called Photobomb, of course. And um, the devs wanted to kind of have a social commentary when the Boston bombing happened and read it and everybody started combing through all the social media to find the possible bomber. Um, uh, I haven't played it yet, but it's like 25 megs. Download it, play it. It's fun. Uh, did you guys uh, get a chance to check out the trailer? Your thoughts on that um, that game? And I, I haven't had not, a chance to look it, at it yet. It sound, That okay. sounds really neat. Yeah, no, you know, any anytime that new creative ideas come out, it's always worth checking out, so I'll have to make sure to jump on that. Mm. I think it'll be fun. Oh, Juan, you've been quite quiet. Um, are you still looking for your voice? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Photobomb? you think that a uh, good game type? Um, sounds like something one of my ex-girlfriends might play. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that means they uh, have like, lots of good talent in searching through old photos and social media. Yeah, that's, that seems about right up their alley. <laughs> um, Is that why you're no longer together? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, Juan, I saw you tweeted a picture. Um, who's this person in the background? Uh, that, that, uh, that that's my, that's my cousin, baby. That's my, <laughs> um, why is she wearing that sexy vest? Uh, that's the waitress. Sorry. Uh, uh I was having dinner with my cousin. It's a college, it's a college project. You wouldn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Uh, Jet Set Radio, is it Jet Set Radio Future? Which, um, which It's based off of the original, the Dreamcast one. So Jet Set Radio, there is a Jet Set Radio figure coming out, and to quote uh, Josh, it, it looks hype as fuck. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. There's no better way to describe that Jet Set Radio figure. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. It's... There was a time where I would have called Jet Set Radio Future one of my favorite games of all time. If I thought about it, it might still make that list. But that game's just gone on. I mean, it's developed such a cult following, and it doesn't get a whole lot of recognition. So to see um, First Four Figures, who is a company that just makes fantastic products. I don't know if you guys have checked them out at all, but... Yeah, I'm looking at it um, right now. Like, their Darklink looks fucking badass, and their Midna. I think Midna's the perfect character from Twilight Princess. Yeah, no, and they make really high quality stuff. So seeing the uh, Jet Set Radio statue, and then like the, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's basically beat the main character grinding on these rails, and the sparks underneath his uh, skates light up, or are supposed to light up when the figure comes out. So I mean, it just if you're like a Sega fan, a Jet Set Radio fan, or just want some kind of way to show off that fandom, I mean, this this figure just looks absolutely fantastic, and I need to find like another shelf just to put this thing on because i'm out of space already 
Yeah. Um, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been collecting figs uh, figures that much. The last one I got um, sh- showed up on my uh, doorstep because um, I was really drunk and pre-ordered something in April, and then it just showed up um, right before we left for Comic Con, and there was like a hundred and seventy-five dollar charge on my credit card. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and th- it's like a ten-inch tall uh, Elin from the game Terra. Um, very, right. uh, very weeaboo on there. Um, you know, we've we've talked ad nauseum about all of our stances on collecting figs. I don't think Derek will get it unless it's got a amiibo chip in the bottom. Again, I still haven't bought bought any amiibos. I just mm-hmm. want them again. I go back and forth, but I don't have any toys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Well, we're coming up on the halfway point, so just a couple more f- things. G4 TV is officially dead. D E A D. That spells dead. Um. The network kind of shut down for couple of years and they were just playing reruns of cops and rando movies and x-play and there was no new content yeah um and then they were supposed to turn into the esquire network and then that kind of fizzled out and then just the other day they said hey we're done bye-bye yeah, yeah i was so, surprised i was surprised that they were still around because i mean they were supposed to have shut down like twice already yeah i mean they haven't and, made it like you said they haven't made any new content but they've still had a network and it's like when the news came out that they were officially shutting down, I was like, huh, didn't we already read this like a year ago? But apparently it's still around. I, yeah. I miss that. I miss those guys. I mean, like I was, you know, I remember being in like middle school and like, f- like running home every day to watch like the screensavers on tech TV before G4 even took over. And then, you know, and then, yeah. And then this, you know, and then the screensavers like migrated into attack of the show. And, you know, there was, Kevin Pereira and Kevin Rose and, and and all these guys and like you know and these guys are all like huge now and I I remember like the first year that they really really let like TV cameras and stuff into E3 and they had that hilarious song um you know like believe it that believe it or not song but they had like redone it to be about E3 and it was so funny and I remember like literally like sprinting home from school or like cutting out early because I said I had a doctor's appointment, but I really just wanted to see the E3 coverage. Like that was one of my greatest <laughs> memories of that network. Was like, and I, see, the doctor's appointment would be believable because of the healthcare. Yeah, exactly. I can go. I you know, I was like, yeah, I gotta go to the doctor. I'm like, why? Is like, because I can't. Uh, and but yeah, yeah, but in actuality, I was just running home because I did not want to <laughs> miss a second of the the, the E3 coverage. And, and you, there was nothing else like that at the time. And I. I it, that that is probably my greatest memory of that network is running home to watch you know three days of e3 coverage and for some reason you know luckily enough i had a different class at the end of each of those days so i was like i'm going to the doctor and uh you know i didn't miss a second of coverage so it was pretty cool that's awesome yeah and uh, do you guys want to josh uh you guys fond memories of g4 tv um well fun fact i actually met my wife through g4 tv um that's right holy that's right. shit yeah so I'll always have that. Like for me, it's weird because I never got, I never liked tech TV necessarily. Like just the content aside from maybe X play. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Like I never had a working computer until like a year ago. (laughs) So it's like your, your definition of working is extremely dubious. Yeah. And even that's, yeah, even that's pushing it. But it's like when G4 first started and it was just all these, like, like Derek said, there was nothing like it. There was, um, g4tv.com which is like a blog show where they just dis- kind of like our our show where they just discuss the week's news um cinema tech where they played tr- uh, game trailers and cutscenes. they had um cheat um cheaters cheat. Oh, I love or cheat, cheat cheat yeah cheaters is a different show on g4 that's been on the <laughs> last couple of years um um and then judgment day uh what was the other portal that was the one i was thanks um portal was the other one that i was missing and it's just all those shows are always what i remember g4 for because so many of them were so unique especially portal which was kind of like a kind of like a adventure show or an action show but with um uh, there you go <laughs> there you go oh my i don't think i don't think i ever heard that song before you could have just long, told like, me to put it in the podcast. <laughs> you could have just told me to put it in when I edit the show. Well, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, but like, I guess to like, 
long story short, it's like I'll always have fond memories of that original G4. When it merged into Tech TV, I remember a lot of the people in the G4 and Tech TV community were kind of upset that both channels kind of lost a piece of their identity in the transition to where neither of them were exact, were like what people expected out of them. And then slowly the G4 shows started getting taken off the air. The Tech TV shows started getting taken off the air. And I guess like one of the things that always kind of bugs me, and maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia, but it's like now when people think of G4, they think of shows that came later, like X-Play and Attack of the Show, when all those original shows that really hooked me don't get any kind of recognition because they were around before it got really, um, before it got more widespread um, viewership, I guess, before the merger. And if we ever got another station like that, that was just had that much original content just around games and that would be fantastic but it's, i don't know if it's, it's it, it would never work yeah it, it feels it like too much of a risk work. yeah especially because i mean even as much as i like the original g4 there is they had the merger and they're going through all these changes now for a reason yeah. so unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's meant to be at least not yet but hey i got a wife out of it so that's good yeah i mean that's, that's something that's yeah. something one, do you have any fond memories of g4 or tech tv i remember uh, me and my roommate we would make sure to watch G4 whenever we came home from class. And I just remember it was really exciting to see all the E3 coverage live. You know, when when uh, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo would do their press conferences, um, it was the first time we actually got to be feel like we were part of it. We didn't have to read an article about it. We can witness and enjoy it all live as it happened. Yeah. And be, th- and be thrilled about it. And I remember people would call in sick and... Uh, you know, miss class because Nintendo's conference was at nine in the morning and we wanted to see what they were going to do. And, 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 uh, Sony's was at noon and Microsoft was the day before. And, and it was really thrilling to see all the coverage going to seeing them go to the floor, play the games, give their impressions. And, uh, it's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, why, why we do this now, you know? Yeah. Um, because it, it's exciting and it's fun. And, um, and I do miss that. I, I do miss i will miss having a, sh- a channel dedicated to gaming um i know we have websites now we're a little bit spoiled because we have so many different avenues and outlets to get our gaming news but when, in its infancy g4 was the place and i know most people remember it like josh said like attack of the show and, and stuff like that and, and some will even say it's just the cop show with random video game shows interlaced between yeah but you know for me it was the first and legit game uh, channel that vindicated, like not vindicated, but you know, um, validated, validated um, our passion and our interest in saying, no, this is not something that some people do. This is something that many people do and it's totally okay. And it's perfectly fine to be hyped about it. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I, I kind of feel, I don't know. I have mixed emotions because when the tech TV, I never had G4 up here. I only had tech TV and tech TV was like the shit getting me into computers and being the, the fucking nerd I am. Do you remember, and, like, Chris Perillo and, like, Call for Help and everything like oh, that? Oh, like, Call for Help, I used fuck to love... Apart. Mm. Yeah, like, that was the greatest. Remember when they showed yeah, porn um, by but, accident? Uh, say again? Remember when they showed porn by accident? Like, they were, like, showing how to, like, get rid of something and then, like, fucking pop-ups started coming up with, like, yep, boobs yep. and stuff. <laughs> like, so live good. on air, like, holy crap. I think they went right to commercial, like, it was so good. <laughs> by accident, you say. Yeah, and I um I just tech TV was my jam, and then I felt a little I had trepidation when G Forge showed up, and then I was like, oh okay. And then when Attack of the Show, screensavers turned to Attack of the Show, we lost a little port. I felt eh, whatever. And then it had its own vibe for a while, and then the old crew left it, and Attack of the Show just turned into just gross. Um, I did meet Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn at Comic Con, and they were super nice, and they're and I've met uh. I run into Kevin all the fucking time at conventions and he's a great guy. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it, it, I'm not sad that G4 is gone, but it's, it sucks that, you know, it's the end of an era for people like us. And it brought, um, I remember when I met, um, Tommy Tallarico at mega 64's game days and he was on judgment day and I met him and I'm like, Holy fucking shit. You're Tommy Tallarico. I loved watching you on Judgment Day because you're such a fucking asshole. I love it. I uh, <laughs> I met Tommy too after uh, a video games live concert on uh, in, in Vancouver, and uh, yeah, he's a great. He guy. was like, it was amazing because I was like, 
there were so many people there and I was like, I just, I'm such a huge fan of him. I would love to meet him. And so I, I get in this like lineup and he is literally like, he stays for like two, three hours after the show to literally like shake hands and talk to every single person in that lineup. And it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's he's a he's a great person. And the stuff he does with Mega64, you guys got to see. If you can never watch Gamer Wars, uh, it's absolutely hilarious. And but, Video Games uh, Live. Yeah. Video Games Live, yeah. is, it's one of like the coolest you know, musical events I've ever been to. Like, I can't wait for them. They're coming back to Vancouver next week. I can't, or not next week, next year. And I can't wait to ju- jump back into that because that was an absolutely amazing experience. We need, we need to go, uh, the four of us need to go um, during Comic-Con one year. I, I know, I it's... can't believe they, they, uh, they, he offered me tickets too and I missed out last year, but. Were you hungover? <sighs> you may have, you, you may have had me hungover, maybe, yes. Yeah, I showed you the world. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, uh, we are, uh, I don't want to go too far over time. Uh, the last thing on the list, um, Ubisoft is blaming AMD uh, CPU and GPU configurations for their AC Unity. Uh, and the quote says, we are aware that the graphics performance of Assassin's Creed Unity on PC may be adversely affected by certain AMD CPU and GPU configurations. This should not affect the vast majority of PC players, but rest assured that AMD and Ubisoft are continuing to work together closely to resolve the issue and will provide more information as soon as it is available. And that is so fucking bullshit. Um, I'm a huge AMD fanboy. Their drivers are shit compared to NVIDIA's, but there's been so many good Assassin's Creed games that work flawlessly on AMD products. And it, it it's fucking just optimize your game. It's, it's not, don't blame it on the, the fucking chip manufacturers. It's, yes. it's just, it's just more bullshit. So I'm guessing that the PS4 and the Xbox one also run on these AMD CPUs and GPUs. Um, I and- think they do actually, hmm. they actually do, but they, but in this press release, they said like, oh, well, it's not as, bad as the xbox and the ps4 those are doing fine i'm like that is if you think that's fine then you you, you all need to get fired ubisoft needs to burn to the ground and get resurrected into ubi hard i be hard (laughs) ubisoft i be hard there you go all right um let's let's get into what we've been playing uh speaking of assassin's creed unity uh one quick thing i didn't get to talk about in my 15 minute rant last week um, you mean 50 minute rant, right? 50 minute, yes. 50, yes. 5 0. 50, five, zero uh, 15 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, one thing I just want to get out they implemented this bullshit fucking stealth mechanic. And, <laughs> That's and, a good way to start it off. <laughs> and it is so fucked up and broken, I, I could not stand it. Um, you would think in a traditional stealth game, you go up to, say, a rectangle shaped object like a table. And you enter cover, and you could go up and along the long side of the the rectangle. And a intelligent game developer would give you the option to wrap around to the short side of the rectangle or the dining room table, much like in their last oh, stealth man. game. Do you have to actually fu- get off of the of the wall to get on around the corner of it? You like, have to. Yeah, you. If oh. you're at a fucking table, you have to leave cover, then walk around and then get back into cover and if you're in the what i call the the no man land between the two edges of the table like the corner you're not going to fucking stick to it and you're just going to stand there and get <laughs> it gets seen so ubisoft i know you're listening you're all listening especially you you guys need to fucking fix it now you heard right, him fucking fix or it or shane ubisoft. will only buy the next game one time <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and but for me <laughs> Um, besides, um, uh, the, uh, bleh, bleh, what's the fucking, uh, Iron Banner and Destiny? Um, I've only been playing D&D in my weekly meeting and I died today and I'm fucking pissed. Um, but I get to make a new character. Uh, what have you guys been playing? Um, uh, Super Smosh, Smosh Dudes? So Anybody? much Super Smash Brothers. Smosh Dudes? I, uh, I got to experience, uh, eight player Smash as well. Uh, I had the game, I think I received the game. Uh, the day we were like, like the day we recorded last week, and and I've, so I've been putting a lot of time into it. Um, and I still have my hands; they haven't fallen off uh, like they were after playing the 3DS version for any amount of time. I actually published my Smash Brothers review yesterday. Uh, it uh, got a good score, obviously, because it's a first-party Nintendo game. So, um, but yeah, I got to play the eight-player Smash, which was like so much fun, but also like so frustrating because there is just so much going on on the screen at once. And, like, there's so many moments where you're like, I don't know where the hell I am. 
And then you're like, oh, I'm dead apparently because I lost myself <laughs> and I went in the wrong direction. Uh, and then like, and then you'll all be scattered around like one tiny area and then someone gets a hammer and then like there's seven KOs like right there. And like, it's just <laughs> like, it is, it, it it's, it's, it's so, it's so frustrating, but it's so much fun at the same time. Cause you, and it's like a mode where, you know, Smash, Smash Brothers is a very, I feel like it's a very balanced game. And it's, a, this is a mode where you can hand a controller with basic instructions to someone who's never played and they have a decent chance of coming out on top because it's mm-hmm. so all over the place um and so it's like it's super fun for well you know you're playing any game with eight players it's just it's going to get preposterous and uh it's it's super fun except for the fucking great cave offensive that is the worst that level is the worst piece of shit on the planet (laughs) like it's like um like you can't see anything because you especially with eight players because it's all the way zoomed out and you're like where am i and you take you know especially if you're playing like playing like two minute mode you're like it's been a minute and a half before you realize where you are and uh and then by the time you get to each other your your time's up so yeah um, the easiest any, way to... any any like glaring egregious issues you have with it like i have uh, with smash brothers in general or with just this particular title because we all know it's going to be fun i i this is the first one that i've really delved into like as i mentioned in my review like i've probably aside from this game i i've probably played the franchise for less than eight hours i i don't have any issues with it i i just it's always fun all the time um it's a game where i very much feel like and, and again i mentioned this in my review as well it's a game that i very much feel like every single death you it's justified you see you know yeah yeah there's some like you know he hit me with a hammer and i flew off the map but it's like you know that oh i hit this direction wrong i should have hit this button i can see how he's countering like you you feel every death and you can see why it happened basically yeah there um there is a bug with wario though um uh where if you're like knocked out of the stage and uh you're like floating back in drifting i forget what the technical term is basically if like you're moving like the control stick in like the direction you want to go for just wario it's reversed and so you'll actually like drift out and kill yourself huh that's really weird don't play wario um one that's good though because no one plays wario anyway (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I have a student oh. in my school who would say otherwise. He loves oh. Warrior. Ooh. <laughs> um, wh- his name yeah, is what's Ash. What's his name? His name is Ash. Oh, what a oh. that's such a douchey name to begin with. <laughs> oh, he deserves to be ridiculed on our podcast. Oh um, my god. One, is there anything that you've been playing in particular that's getting with you? Um, you can't do a lot of talking, so you got to do a lot of gaming. Uh, I, that's the only way I get by, brother. Um, <laughs> I've I've been playing a lot of Project M three point five. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, really, really dig in the costumes and the the little tweaks to the move sets. So, but of course, it's I'm still more hyped for Smash Four. I mean, Project M is more for you know, hey, I have a Wii. I still want to get use out of Brawl. That's what I'm using for. And um, but now that Smash Four is out, I got to play a little bit before the podcast. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's 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 stunning. Like it's kind of like it takes me back to last year when you pop in Super Mario 3D World. And just that opening cinematic and just hooks you in. The, I think the first level I played was a Super Mario Galaxy stage, and I could not get over the visuals. I was I lo- and I lost my first stock because I wasn't paying full attention to what was going on. Um, still getting through Hyrule Warriors. That game has so much freaking content. It is it is stupid in terms of how much the game you get for the price you pay. Um, and then they announced they're going to release Midna as a DLC character later on this year or early next year. With another adventure map on top of that, so that's going to keep my wife and I busy for a long, long time. And uh, other than that, I played the Pokemon demo and going to pick up Sapphire tomorrow and uh, Captain Mother F and Toad next month. All right, yeah, Captain Mother F and Toad. Cool. Yeah. Cannot cool, cool. wait for Captain Toad. Yeah, I'm. Um, if I ever get a fucking Wii U, I'm going to pick it up because I'm hyped for it. There's going to be. I I saw that there will apparently be some pretty decent Black Friday deals. Dude, I had my closing got it was supposed to be tomorrow and it got fucking extended. So I'm going to be poor for forever. That's what credit cards are for, Shane. Oh, no. (laughs) You're such a bad influence. I guess this is payback for getting you drunk at Comic-Con. Two years is running. (laughs) Hey, you know, we're renewing our press credentials. So 2015, prepare your liver. (laughs) Um, uh, Josh, what have you been playing? Um, I've kind of been all over the place. I've been really kind of weaving it up with the last couple of games. Um, 
Hatsune Miku Project Diva F second. Um, I was playing most of the weekend. Uh, it's a rhythm game with you know the whole Vocaloid thing with like I think it's like forty songs. Um, it's pretty much exactly like the first one where there's a bunch of buttons just flying at you and you hit them to the rhythm of the music. It gets a little hectic and hard to follow sometimes, but overall it's pretty it's addicting gameplay and if you're a fan of rhythm games it's something that will keep you busy for a while it has a ton of uh costumes and content and items to unlock so i mean it's a lot of fun um also i was playing digimon all-star rumble a little bit it's pretty fucking terrible it's like power stone if you took out all (laughs) it's like it's like power stone if you took out all the personality and good gameplay and you just left it with as like this shell of a game where all you could do is like punch each other and grab one item every two minutes. So it's pretty hmm. terrible. It's pretty terrible, but I mean, I don't know how much you would expect out of a licensed game like that. It kind of comes with the territory. Um, Tales of Hearts. Well, Art. I mean, there's been some good Digimon games. Oh um, yeah. Like the actual like monster collecting and trading ones. Yeah. But I mean, this one was like a, this one's basically like, it's pretty much like sma- trying to be like Smash Brothers where you can pick digimon across all the different generations of the cartoon and Mm -hmm. you just make them fight in like these one-on-one matches in a 3d space except you can only do like you only have like four or five moves you can do for each character in terms of like combos and everything and it's just really limited and repetitive yeah it's not it's not much there's better digimon games out there and they all came out 15 years ago so (laughs) um we'll go hunt those down then yeah right (laughs) um tales of hearts are on the vita um so far i'm about 10 hours into it it's really good the level up system is interesting where it's kind of like like part of the lore of the game is like everybody's spirit is divided up into these crystals and each crystal is a different segment that raises different stats so every time you level up you get points that you can allocate towards each stat and kind of build the characters in the way that you want, even though, of course, since it's an RPG, every character has kind of an an affinity for certain stats. Um, story is a little bare bones, and traveling is kind of straightforward. Like, it doesn't give you a lot of freedom to travel the world at your own pace so far. I'm not sure if you eventually will get, like, a boat or an airship or anything like that, but so far it's been pretty linear. But, I mean, overall, it's been really good. The gameplay has different tag team moves and everything that you can use so um which makes it really fun what kind of game is it i've i've never heard of it so what kind of game is it tales um it's a rpg series um started on the ps1 and since then i think i read somewhere that it's pretty much the number two rpg in japan next to final fantasy but over here it's really yeah and over here it's a little more niche but we like it's sporadic here like we'll get we'll get some games in the series and other ones we won't. This one is actually a Vita remake of a DS game that never came out over here. <laughs> so, so it's like we, we got it on, we got the remake on the Vita, but we didn't get the original one. Um, mm. But yeah, it's like, it's an RPG where it's like free, the battle system is free roaming and you, uh, so you can attack in, in real time. So it's not turn-based and you basically will have a party of, maybe three or four other people who are controlled by the AI and you take okay. control of one person and you kind of just switch back and forth between attacks and spells. But um, outside of that, I played fantasy life for about 10 minutes. I have, I barely touched it, but like we've like my wife's been playing it nonstop. Do you play and, any like American release games? Cause everything's, you sound like a, a weeaboo right now. Yeah. I totally went weeaboo all week. It's <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I, this I, is know, another I, one of those moments where I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. Oh my god, weeble! You know, God, this is like Derek. waifu all over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> Derek. Derek's my waifu. Um, I I hate to cut you off, but we are we are running um close, dangerously close. So I'll to never the edge. know is what you're saying. Oh yeah, you'll never. Yeah, know. you'll never okay, know what I'm talking on, about. Man. Let's get on with this. Yeah. Um. All right. So our question last week, we're gonna do our mission objectives for you guys. Last week is. Um, we asked you what was your favorite gaming memory with a non-gamer friend or family member, and we've had a huge response. And I want to re- read a bunch of them because they are they are priceless. My absolute favorite. <laughs> this is brilliant. Miles H. He said, "Getting mugged in an arcade while playing Missile Command. Good times, good times." I think I was ten. At the time, my brother dealt with the police. He was 13. We just didn't want my parents to find out or they'd have me banned from the arcade. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I ever saw a butterfly knife up close. It was 
quite the display. <laughs> and we, we we went on to ask him if that was true. He was like, yeah, it happened. Yeah, apparently it was Straight actually up. true. Uh, yeah. Then there's Graham H. up next, which is no relation, first of all, to Miles to H. Miles H. Uh, yeah. Who said unlocking Daisy and Tony Hawk's underground, which if you recall, she was just this like character that was female and scantily clad. Uh, but yeah, and then making her do the pogo stick skate move in front of Tony Hawk. My dad walked down the stairs and totally thought my cousin and I were fucked. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> all been in the situation where you're doing something uh, completely like innocuous and innocent, and then you're, the moment you're doing something, um, your parents walk in. It's like you're watching a movie, and then as soon as the sex scene happens, your parents roll up. So as soon as you make the scantily clad skater pogo, that's innocent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's a it's a video game. It's got to be innocent. It's for kids. Come on, hello, hello, McFly. See, see if they were if they were just playing BMX Triple X instead, then the whole thing would have been like would have been indecent, and then that way it would have been they would have been more likely to find the small part that's not indecent for their dad to walk in on. Yeah, that's <laughs> <It's> inverse. <laughs> Um, do you, uh, Derek, you want to take Nathan M or should we just, should I just cruise through him? Yeah, we got Nathan M. So my favorite moment would have to involve my cousin who was a notorious gamer abuser and name caller in school. So he was a bully. Basically, uh, he didn't find it fun and criticized us for playing games. A few years ago, I was part of a sma- uh, street fighter league. Ooh, um, Freudian slip. Which don't, ran, don't make that mistake again. Which ran two seasons a year with 16 to 20 people. I was in the playoffs and my cousin had decided to visit a few days before finals. Uh, still being a gamer hater. Uh, we ended up having a few too many drinks, as always happens, apparently, uh, and he, in a drunken stupor, asks to play Street Fighter with me. Somehow, without supposedly ever playing the game, he absolutely destroyed myself and the other league friends in matches, uh, without any idea of how to play. After this, I got him drunk on finals night and let him play for the title, which he won with ease. Uh, he sees it as both a defining moment and something to be absolutely ashamed of. Uh, the cup is still in his home. Uh, whereas Nathan just had fun. That's awesome. That's, That's a pretty awesome. awesome story. So <laughs> what he's saying, did, did he actually play Street Fighter all the time on his own and then he just re- kill, you know, killed everyone, rocked everyone? Or? Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a self-loathing uh, closet homosexual. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> I mean, we, of right. course, g- gamers have been prosecuted as equal as homosexuals, so... Yeah. Clip clip that and use that as the clip of our show. Me saying that. Yeah. Hopefully soon <laughs> gamers will be able to get married too. <laughs> God damn it. Holy shit. Um all right. Uh I'm gonna uh let's just cruise through these real quick. Uh, I'm gonna power power through them. Mike D said, uh my fiance was watching me play Borderlands two in online co op with my friend when suddenly nature calls and a co- code brown <laughs> um during a guardian fight. On Captain Scarlet and her pirate's booty. Uh, she got a fine booty. Um, I scrambled to the bathroom and leave my buddy to fight alone. When I got back, my fiance, who has never really played an FPS before, had successfully assisted my friend in killing the Guardian and is throwing her own victory party instead of grabbing the loot. And you gotta grab the loot. And the second one, he said, and this one is just for Shane. Again, my fiance yelling at me for playing any of the Assassin's Creed 2 series while she wasn't around because she couldn't follow the story. This has happened multiple times. She was so angry, so very angry. It's all it's all right, fiance, because I was around and played the game, and I still couldn't follow the story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, AC two was perfect. AC two was perfect. Um, and then uh, Colton N said, "Playing Banjo two with my family. The mini games were amazing back in the day, especially like the shootout games where Banjo would hold Kazooie like a rifle, and it was like Halo but with eggs." <laughs> um, and then Josh A said um when i first started gaming with my friend chase and he was not into games that all uh, not into games previously i built him a computer out of spare parts i had in the house case was an old dell that i had zip tied components into and it had to be turned on using a screwdriver to complete the circuit the game of choice was battlefield bad company 2 uh it barely ran but we played that game every day for weeks he eventually built his own computer shortly thereafter and went on and I play games with Josh and, and Chase and Chase is a huge League of Legends guy, so um we spawned uh spawned a demon. Um then Caitlin B said, uh I would be the non gamer in this story, but I love this story. When I was fifteen and my brother Parker was only three, he asked me to play Mario with him. I was terrible and died a lot. He kept yelling at me to stop dying because I was messing him up. Um <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. Um and then Danielle P said, My mom actually sat down and watched me play Silent Hill Origins. Uh, she tried to help me out at, at one point. So much fun. And we also pl- used to play DDR together. So, there you Josh, go, my kind of people. A, uh, 
Yeah, don't you have a DDR and like love story? But uh, that's for another podcast. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, have a couple of those. <laughs> um, Cameron C. then said, uh, playing Streets of Rage with my Swiss uncle, Marcus. He didn't know much English, but we were a pretty good crime-fighting team and shared a lot of laughs. He had never played a game before. That sounds really sweet. Then Eric B. said, trying to teach my grandpa who couldn't figure out how to use his email how to play WoW. Which guy is mine? I don't understand what's going on. Why does he just stand there all day? He's 81 now. Now, see. Does that I'm mean confused. level 81 or he's 81 years old? Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? Why not both? And then the last one we have from you guys, uh, Travis H. said, playing Cards Against Humanity is my family one night after dinner and discovering my little sister is really good at Cards Against Humanity. But then figured out my grandmother was even better. So, <laughs> dirty grandma. Dirty grandma. <clears throat> all right. Um. Our new mission objective this week, since Thanksgiving is coming up next week, we thought we'd ask you, what gaming gift were you most thankful for? Hey, Which game? Hey, you guys. Did, yeah? Thanksgiving was last month. Get the fuck out of here with your <laughs> Mr. Noodles and your, your fucked up holidays. Get the fuck out. Yeah, fucking you know, Boxing just, Day. Just for that, just for that, Juan gets to go first. Juan, what is well, what gaming gift were you most thankful for? Does it have to be on Thanksgiving? No, I mean, <laughs> a Thanksgiving-themed <laughs> video game. I don't want to upset Canada. <laughs> uh, I, I will say um, my favorite gaming gift. Um, on my 13th birthday, I was playing basketball with my um, very tall and uh, also very fat uncle. And uh, I went up for a rebound. I bounced off his belly, and I fell backwards, <laughs> and I hit the corner of the garage, uh, split the back of my head open, which required me to be uh, driven to the hospital and get seven staples in the back of my head. Jesus Christ, this better end better because <laughs> this it is does. bumming me out. It, it, no, it <laughs> yeah. does. So uh, when I go to the hospital, they shave my head, they staple uh, the back of my head, and I have to be uh, overnight for you know for monitoring. And mm-hmm. my mom and my cousin show up, and my mom and dad bring me a Game Boy with Tetris and Ninja Turtles. Follow the Foot Clan. Oh, awesome! So, so, uh, so yeah, it was worth so, getting your head cracked open. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was because uh, I'll be damned. I played more Tetris in my uh, 13th birthday than I have in my uh, than any other time in my life. No, oh. yeah. Oh well, that's that's sweet. You know, would you do it again? Would you get hurt? Uh, I have some. Uh, I think I could shatter my tibula if I if I could get a PS4. Uh, all right guys we're gonna we're gonna indie go go um for one's recovery but you have to bust your leg up first (laughs) where's the tibia where the fuck is the tibia isn't your leg it's right beside the tibia next to libya oh shit (laughs) (laughs) the libyans the the, the libyans the labians (laughs) um fuck josh your gaming gift you're most thankful for um probably my super nintendo i think i was like six and my parents bought it early and were trying to hide it from me, but they were terrible at hiding things. So I came home from one day from school and noticed that the couch was sticking out a couple of inches further out than normal. So the first thing I do is peek behind the couch and I see the little screenshots on the back of the box of like Mario at riding Yoshi. And I'm like, holy shit, Super Nintendo. So, the, the, <laughs> holy so, shit, Super Nintendo. so I found out about six it. Six years old. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Anyway, um, um, I, uh, so. <laughs> so that at that point the surprise was ruined but they're like oh but you can't play it until christmas so i would literally like maybe like six times a day run up to the couch and stare behind it for like minutes at a time yeah. until <laughs> i could just finally play the super nintendo and of course christmas eventually rolled around thankfully i got to play the super nintendo and it was amazing and it must have left a big awesome. impression since i've bought the same super nintendo games maybe five or six times over throughout different download services so Oh, I bet Nintendo loved it. Yeah, they're, sure. they're thankful too. Yeah, of course they're thankful <laughs> for me and everyone like me. Cool, cool. Derek, yours? Uh, it's gonna. It's probably a toss up between two and one. Would be like I kind of came from like like a gaming ish family. Like my dad was always, uh, you know, like he had, we had a Sega Genesis like long before I knew what a Sega Genesis was because I was born in 1990 and stuff like that. But uh, damn 90s kids. I know, right? But, uh, you know, I'm like seven years old and it's Christmas morning and I'm like, I'm unwrapping some presents and one of them is like a PlayStation controller. And I'm like, this is weird because we don't have a PlayStation. So what am I going to do with this? 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> you I, didn't, dumbass. <laughs> I, I didn't really clue in at the time. But then, you know, we like moved on to other presents. And I'm still thinking like, did they get that controller by mistake? Like, what's going on? And then like the last present of the day was like a PlayStation. Um, you know, some sweet games. You, got, you had some like WWF at the time, Raw and Spider-Man. Uh, that, the Spider-Man game that was really good for PlayStation 1. That was really exciting, and I played the shit out of that console for years because that was like 97, right? So that was pretty cool. A couple years later, Christmas Day again, um, you know, my, all my friends were into the kind of Game Boys and stuff like that. I didn't really have a handheld console at the time. And then I unwrap a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Whoa! Uh, which, I, that is, which I still have. I still own to this day. Um, you know, my dad was like, yeah, I know, you know, the, the Game Boy Advance and stuff is pretty cool, but oh no, the Game Boy Color was still like the current model. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, it's like the Game Boy Color, except with better graphics, it's got a joystick and the games are cooler and it's backlit and all, you know, and they were expensive too. And they were pricey at the time and they didn't, and then they were really, really hard to find. And, and some, I, I got some fantastic games with it too. Like there's this game called Card Fighters Clash, uh, Match of the Millennium, which is like this snk versus capcom like card battling uh slash like deck building uh rpg and it's that that remains probably one of my favorite like rpgs to this day um and i remember even like years later like getting like a psp and like one of the first things i did was like download a a neo geo emulator so i could like play it alongside my psp games and everything like that so that was that was pretty damn cool i still have i still have that console like it it was it's great great story cool yeah, yeah so no, that, that, that's awesome. Next time you're in the LA area, you have to bring it because I have all of that too. And I think I have a link cable somewhere. Did you ever play Biomotor Unitron? I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh. No, it's my turn. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> the, the about. Tables, the tables have turned, I feel Derek. Like, I feel like you would love that game. It's like a, it's kind of like a, a Metabots slash like, what was that? Uh, did you ever play Robopon? Oh. Um, or like Game Boy? Oh, no, I didn't. It's, it's kind of like some. You're basically like, it's like an RPG uh your basically main goal is to like be the best in the arena um with like your mech dude who you get to customize like all of his arms and legs and they have different attacks and different moves and different powers but you have to go through these like labyrinths to like try and find materials or parts for your mech and and it's like super cool it sounds like um um kind of like armored core a little bit but an rpg anybody play armored core my alone No, no armor. yeah, it's but it's like turn based yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, oh, so no, so not good. Okay, it was so great. kind of like Super Robot Tyson <laughs> a little bit. I didn't huh. play that one, so I don't know what you're talking about. But okay, see, apparently nobody knows anything on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I'm sure of is that Juan's got a sore throat, that, and that and, is and Ubisoft sucks. <laughs> yes, that is also true. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, uh mine my turn and we all have a hard on for nintendo um yes yeah. um yeah nintendo makes me hard uh ubisoft ubisoft uh i'd be hard with nintendo <laughs> <laughs> um mine um i'm gonna go super quick i have two um super quick ones of my mom my mom uh called me uh when she was coming home from anchorage which is about an hour one way from wasilla in alaska in the middle of fucking nowhere, and she went to Toys R Us. It's where the kaiju like, wall is, isn't it? Uh, no, it's in Sitka, yeah. which is even more fucking remote and smaller than all these places. Um, oh god! <laughs> when I saw that, I I I tweeted from the movie theater: "Is Guillermo del Toro just showed the world that a place called Sitka, Alaska exists?" <laughs> and yeah. anyway, <laughs> my mom was like, "Yeah, I'm driving back from Toys R Us," and she was like, "At the other side of town, like 20, 30 minutes." Uh, I got Pokemon for you on the Game Boy. I'm like, oh, awesome. Which one did you get? Because I really wanted the blue one. I needed the blue one. I needed that Vulpix. And she's like, oh, I got the red one. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. And she's like, did you want the blue one? I'm like, uh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll play the red one. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with Growlithe. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. And she's like, no, I'll go back and get you the blue one. So she made another fucking one-hour trip to go back and get the blue one for me. And so that was cool. I, I really loved her for that. Uh, and then waking up super early one morning uh to to find um uh my n64 was fucking missing it was it wasn't wasn't there i'm like what the fuck is this like it's not plugged in my tv anymore what the fuck oh, my my one of my controllers is gone what the shit my mom had reboxed my n64 returned it and then got the bundle that came with star wars shadows of the empire for me <laughs> <laughs> and surprised me and so she's like yeah do you not want to go to school today and just play star wars i'm like fuck yeah i want to skip school and play star wars shadows of the empire 
Um, is, is that even a question she needed to ask? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're going to be like, no, mom, you know, I was really looking forward to this math test. Yeah, fuck yeah. math. Uh, fuck th- Star Wars. I'm all about that math. Yeah, I'm thinking you and I might have had the same mom because one time my mom made a fake doctor's appointment for me and pulled me out midday as soon as Toys R Us got Metal Gear Solid 2 and then Holy picked shit. it up. And then we went and then I just went home and played it for the rest of the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and but my most thankful, memorable one. I was a little ass kid, super little. Like, I don't even think I was in school. It was up maybe elementary school, and um. My dad had showed me the Rocketeer movie, and um, and obviously, if anybody knows me, that's uh, that's my favorite thing ever. The Rocketeer. Uh, he recorded it off of like the ABC channel, and we would watch it and talk about it, and you know, that was my favorite thing to do. And um, he he came home one day, and he never was like the present or gift giving guy. That just wasn't his like forte. He was more like, oh, I'll take you somewhere to do something. And he came downstairs. I remember this day vividly. He's like, hey, close your eyes. Put out your hands. And I was I was like, well, you know, expecting whatever. And he puts the big boxed uh, DOS copy of the Rocketeer game in my hands. And I flip shit. It was this nice big Disney interactive game and flipped fucking shit. I, I've played that. I still have the, the manual for it because the manual is like, like a flyer from the movie. But I flipped fucking shit. Loved it. And um, it's I I still have a DOS box on all my computers so I can play that <laughs> game. I love it. Like I absolutely love love that. And that is my most memorable moment. Um, and I guess with that, that is it. That's a wrap. Um, pretty good episode. Um, I of course am at Chino here on Twitter. Uh, at D Cranavelt. At Inu Joshua. At the King of Mars. <laughs> he sounds like you need to be at a bottle of chloroseptic right now. You've also got at geekscape.net for all of the uh, news and updates that we post on the site oh yeah geeks geekscape dot net that's what geekscape i said dot no you said dot net people it's the same thing <laughs> all right everybody um it was it's been fantastic um been right. leave us it's it's been, it's been okay. fantastic it's always fantastic to talk with my three favorite gamers come on it's always fantastic even Aww. if you are if you even if you are canadian you don't understand anything like even like if you're at thanksgiving like you're late as thanksgiving <laughs> i had my fucking right. turkey a month ago fuck i'm gonna have turkey next week i bet you're jealous no you i don't had get it a to month have ago. turkey next week you don't get to have turkey turkey next week no i already had it <laughs> you get one turkey allocation a month oh i'm gonna celebrate new year's now so fuck you Canada. <laughs> 2015 right here you know all right that was that was the i'm gonna uh, go to the doctor <laughs> all right guys that was the last show of 2014 we'll see you next week in 2015 um as always uh you can find us everywhere i talked all that shit uh send us in the answers what is the gaming gift you are most thankful for enjoy um, smash brothers and pokemon everybody smash dudes all right happy, happy night guys day, everybody bye, bye. bye.